Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Up we go into time and space. So all of time and all of space sitting out there. Welcome to Time and Space, one married couple's adventure through the Doctor Who universe. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her legally married companion, Philip Gilfus. As we welcome the 13th Doctor, we thought it only appropriate to cover regeneration in Doctor Who's. Of course, covering all our favorite Time Lords regeneration would take several hours, so for this episode we'll be looking at the new Who regenerations of 9 to 10, 10 to 11, and 11 to 12. Maybe we'll throw in a War Doctor, too. Ooh. Now, darling, I think we should explain to our listeners that we're... Our household's a little bit of an illness. Our household is currently plague-ridden, yes. So, uh, listeners, if you're a little grody, uh, that's that's, uh, married couples share married illnesses. (laughs) Hashtag married life. In the meantime, let's talk about regeneration. So, uh, with New Who, I guess the first place to start is with Doctor Number 9 going to Doctor Number 10. This, of course, was in the... The Parting of Ways. Uh, the Ninth Doctor, uh, faced with the threat from the Daleks, uh, was saved more or less by Rose, sort of ingesting or, or, or being taken over by the heart of the TARDIS. We sort of got, I guess, if fans were waiting for it, some may, may have been, some may not have been, we got the, the kiss with the Ninth Doctor and Rose, where he sort of took off the, the TARDIS energy and then sort of died from that and regenerated. And it was our sort of first regeneration. Time Lords have this little trick. It's it's all the way of cheating death. Except it means I'm going to change. And I'm not going to see you again. Not like this. Not with this daft old face. And before I go... Don't say that. Rose. Before I go, I just want to tell you, you were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And you know what? So was I. Kind of a shocking one. I mean, I think both of us went back to watch the ninth doctor like we weren't watching the ninth doctor when he was there so he was only there for a year and i and i know some people were disappointed that when um it was announced that doctor who would be uh resurrected or regenerated if you will um on television they're like oh yeah 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 and i think that first week it that it came on tv it was like and chris eccleson is leaving you know, and so you sort of got like a... What? Oh, really? Straight away? <laughs> yeah, because I guess he sort of announced already. But anyway, but what you sort of think about the Ninth Doctor leaving us? Is the question about the Ninth Doctor leaving us or about Christopher Eccleston leaving us? Mm. Because I think that those are two separate things. So I get the impression that Christopher Eccleston was not happy being Doctor Who from the beginning. And I have very mixed feelings about that. I mean, obviously... That's an actor's prerogative, but at the same time, I feel a little bit personally afflicted. <laughs> you know, what do you mean you're not happy being Doctor Who? What's uh, wrong with you? Especially the first year. I mean, you know, looking back, it's hard to say, but in 2000, 
five. That's off the top of my head. Restarting Doctor Who, something of a risky um, proposition. You know, it's, we think of this sort of enduring franchise, but it had been off television for several years. And, you know, you had the TV movie that really hadn't ginned up really that much interest. And so kind of starting it again was a risky business other than have the, the main doctor quit after the first year. It's kind of like, well, can we keep this going? You know, it's sort of like a... That said, I did enjoy watching this episode and getting, you know, you got Rose, Captain Jack, and the feeling of the ninth doctor. I I really wish we did have more. I, I really wish he had at least one more year because I do like the ninth doctor because he's very much a... um, I don't know, PTSD is a little too far, but he's a survivor. He's a war survivor. And I think this episode where the Daleks have come back, even though I think there was a Dalek episode earlier in his season, but the Daleks have come back, you know, in full force, you know, from the Time War or whatever. And you just get that feeling of the Ninth Doctor that he sort of, the, the, the trauma of being in the in the Time War is sort of coming back to him and he, and he knows what the cost will be. Yeah, and I think he's a brilliant actor and... I'd be very interested to know why he chose to leave, because I think that there was a lot of really good stuff with him and Billy Piper, uh, who I think is great in this. I'd just be curious to know what his reasoning is. Because, of course, he didn't come back for the 50th. Right, yes. Unfortunately. And, yeah, has has just never reappeared. And one of the things that I love about Doctor Who is that all of the characters reappear. Uh, You know, they come back, whether it's Sarah Jane Mm -hmm. coming back forever or, you know, just a random, I I just like that they come back so often. I think that says a lot about the franchise. And so I'm sad that Christopher Eccleston mucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I, I think the thing about the ninth Doctor Regeneration, looking back, and again, this is the beginning of the new Who series, which I know I keep saying, but just, you know, it's kind of starting all over again. So you can't really fault them for for the way they do certain things, but it's not a long goodbye, right? It's almost as if, I mean, the name's in the title, The Parting of the Way. So, I, you know, you kind of, I think, already knew early on that he was going to leave, so just a matter of time. But it wasn't sort of like a, as we'll see later, a long goodbye of the Ninth Doctor and him... You know, saying goodbye to everyone is sort of a snap. Um, you know that we might that we'll, we might talk about in a second here as well, um, where he sort of quickly explains to Rose, "By the way, I'm going to change. It's going to be different." I mean, he does have a goodbye with Rose. You know, that's not. But then it's sort of like psh, boom, regenerate. Yes, and I wondered how much of that was because he just got a year in. You know, when we move on to the other regenerations, you get these flashbacks of other companions and other lives, and and I really enjoy those. But he hadn't created that history yet, so. And then with the actual regeneration, um, I sensed that with this doctor, the ninth doctor, it a lot of the mythos that we now know, you know, here where we are in the series at least, it's interesting how much this is Russell doing the show at this time, how much he thought about everything. Because there's a lot of stuff mentioned in this episode that where the doctor's making a choice. It's the I think I the Delta wave or whatever he has to make from the station to destroy the Daleks. But then he finds out if he does it, he's going to destroy everyone, like all of Earth, all of human. And so the choice is, does he press the button to destroy the Daleks and the humans or not and let the Daleks win? Which, of course, we'll see later in you know the 50th anniversary with the, when the war doctor has the, you know, the same choice always the button, goes yeah. to the time war and the doctor and the Daleks. Of, you know, he's going to have to make the choice. And is there another way? And, of course, this time Rose saves him as maybe Clara saves, quote unquote, saves 
during the 50th anniversary with, you know, not pressing the moment button. But I think it's interesting. We, we're going to see these these uh, themes coming back. The Doctor having to make a big choice when regeneration comes. And then what, what does he do with it? But yeah, I was sad to see the ninth Doctor go. You know, this was our sort of first regeneration special effects um, that we've come to know and love. This, of course, is the first time they did it with sort of the yellow energy and looking like a yellow quantum leap or something. You know? Yes, yeah. And I like it better than the dizzying effects of the, the old day regenerations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like it a lot better. <laughs> yeah, so and of course we uh, we get a new Doctor pops up. The Tenth Doctor, um, he gets a few lines of, uh, you know, uh, new teeth. This is weird. And then, uh, where was I? Oh, Barcelona. Um, and so he gets sort of that nod that it's a new Doctor, but there's continuity because he remembers what he was just talking about, the Rose, but that it is our newness to it. And so, uh, yes. and David Tennant looks so young. Oh, I love David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so, I mean, I guess this, other than, than uh, that, there really wasn't much other than we were keeping the same companion. Yes. You know, Rose was still there. It was in the TARDIS. I think a lot of regenerations we've seen, usually, I, I think, well, I'll have to think about it without saying that, but I think they all happen in the TARDIS. All the regenerations always seem to happen. There's one that definitely happens on the ground. A guy lying on the grass. One of the old school Oh, fourth doctor. Okay. Yeah, like I said, if I had to think about it. But the majority of the time, you know, you got to put the doctor in the TARDIS for the magic to happen. I mean, that's not necessarily true, but that's sort of what we And a lot of times you see the TARDIS, uh, at least with 10 to 11 and 11 to 12, the TARDIS gets destroyed, right? Right. But but in this case, we weren't changing showrunners. We were just changing actors. Yeah. So um, we said goodbye to Chris Eccleston. Again, I, I sad. Oh, like I said, I like the Ninth Doctor, but we welcome David Tennant. And then that brings us to... I don't want to go. to 11 regeneration the end of time yes uh, now of course this is david tennant's second regeneration we're sort of skipping uh, over yes. i don't know if, i guess we can take uh, 30 seconds when well the next time that we talk about this but that that counted as a regeneration during journey's end that's off the top of my head when that sort of meta crisis whatever they called it that that counted as a regeneration that was sort of a Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Loses his hand. Okay. And then makes a new doctor so Rose can have her own doctor to take home. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> like a party favor. That's right. Well, of course, and we're going to talk about this at the end, but the um, as we go through all these regenerations, it had been established early on in the, in the canon, quote unquote, of Doctor Who, that he could only have 13 uh, well, 12 regenerations, but you know, 13 doctors was the limit. And so when you sort of had that meta crisis, that that sort of counted, quote unquote, as another regeneration. And I was like, mm, okay. It was sort of funny when the uh, we came to, and when, I, know we're, I know we're skipping out of order, but when we came to, uh, you know, Eleven's regeneration, it was sort of a hurried, like, oh, by the way, the, the war doctor counted one as one, and then, uh, and then the meta crisis counted as one, so this is his 13th. I'm like, okay. And like, so... So the show will make sense now. Well, and I want to come back to that. But yeah, when we get to that, talking about why the 11th Doctor is allowed to grow old and all of that 
rather than regenerating. But we'll come back to that. Let's stick with, with David Tennant. And this is the um, end of time part two. I, I, this yes. is kind of... I, now, I did watch this contemporary, contemporaneously. What's the word I'm looking for? I, I don't know, but it's fun to watch you try <laughs> to find it. I watched this. Recently. He means recently. No, no, no. no. I watched it when it oh, came on. Oh, he watched on. it when it came on. Okay. Contemporary to the viewing as an adverb. Um, but anyway. I uh, love you so much. Yes. I, I don't you have an English degree. Um, <laughs> and you clearly do not. That's right. What? Do you do with a BA in journalism? <laughs> um, so, but yes, and so I, I do remember watching this when it happened. And of course, this watching this again recently, I was surprised to learn. I thought, oh, well, this is just your regular Christmas special, but it wasn't. This is the only two-part Christmas special in the New Who era because the end of time part one was the Christmas special. The end of time part two with the actual regeneration was New Year's week, um, which we don't often get a Doctor Who that late or early however you want to phrase that in the year um so i thought that was interesting that you had to sort of wait after christmas to see what was going to happen but this sort of felt like tin was getting his goodbye you know this is sort of like yes his long goodbye exactly. as opposed to nines yeah and then we sort of had been leading up to the 10th doctor leaving us um i was going to be off the top of my head there was a previous special I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I do can picture it in my head. He had to was in the bus. The bus went to the desert, and they had to save and come back. But anyway, that was first when he got the prophecy. He will knock three times. Oh uh, yeah, four times or four times. Four times. Yes. Yeah. And so we sort of got the. Of course, we knew because you know the, the actors always announce when they're leaving. But we knew Tennant was going to be leaving. Um, there was a great gnashing of teeth and you know, all that stuff. People were wailing in the streets. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but this was sort of going to be the long goodbye um, to the Doctor's Regeneration. And, and I felt like it was a little long. I mean, there were so many people who knocked four times. <laughs> you know, it, it, it drug out probably a little bit longer than it necessarily needed to. Um, well, I thought it was interesting. Uh, regeneration, of course, is a cheat. Um, it's an original cheat from the show, just so they could keep the show going and you know have new actors as it came um, for various reasons, whether they quit voluntarily or involuntarily. But, Much like Menudo. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> My other fan favorite. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Um, but anyway, but of course, we get the master coming back who died. But, of course, as in all sci-fi properties, nobody ever really dies. But he doesn't regenerate. Right. And I'm I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Because then he does regenerate later into Missy. Right. He clearly has regenerated previously. Right. Yeah. So did he and uh, the Tenth Doctor both get their... A metacrisis. Their, yeah, their yes. second... I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's timey-wimey. That's always the explanation. Yeah, I like I like this master, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure continuity wise it works for me. But again, here we come back to, and and I get it. Regeneration, you always necessarily want it to be almost like a movie. You want it to be an epic mm. story. But here we get the time war again. It's the time war with the time lords, um, Gallifrey, and and they're trying to find a way to come back. Um, and you have Rassilon, played by James Bond, and, <laughs> and but it's but it's very interesting because there's a line when I was rewatching this, and I almost missed it, where the sort of the War Council, if you want to call it that, 
is reporting that the doctor has stolen the moment. And they're not talking about David Tennant. They're just saying, oh, because they don't even know what he's doing right now. And I'm like, that doesn't happen till the 50th anniversary when the war doctor steals the moment. And so I don't know, again, how much all the showrunners had in mind about the time war. Because, I mean, they really don't tell you, like, the time lock of, you know, that, that, that there was a time lock on the war, you know, to stop them from destroying everything. And, of course, we know Gallifrey eventually gets hidden and all this stuff. But it all seems to come together. But, of course, it's all out of order um, in all these different series. And so I just thought it was interesting that this mythos, you know, because you, you almost think, like, oh, they said this earlier. But they didn't say it earlier. This is when they say it. And so... It's very interesting to me that that mythos gets up, build up more and more about the Time Lords and the Daleks and the Time War and what happened. Because we get the, the sort of the, you know, I, uh, we have a, a great companion for this special. Yes, Donna's grandpa, who I just love. Wilfred, <laughs> I believe. Yes. An unlikely companion, but one who's been there early on. I mean, and then the doctor sort of accuses him at the end of, you've been there the whole time in front of me, haven't you? Waiting for me. Yeah, when he finally, hashtag spoilers, knocks four times. Yes. And then we have this lovely Star Trek moment. <laughs> Against the glass. The radiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'll admit, when, when I watched this recently, I would just watch part two. But in part one, there is a conversation that the Doctor has with, with uh, his new companion here and says that regeneration is like dying and that there's another man that shows up you know, walking around, and then it's sort of a... And a, I'm gone. Right, and that's sort of a thing we hadn't heard of before about regeneration. Mm. And so how, what do you think about that, viewing the doctors like that? You know, it's the whole, I guess, philosophical thing, you know, is it the is it the ship? Well, you know, if you take if you keep building new parts in the ship and take away old parts after the same time, is it the same ship? Same ship, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I like it as a philosophy, Because it's true, you know, you get a completely different character every time. Each doctor has his own quirks and his own foibles and his own dress code, or perhaps I should be saying now her. That's right. And so every one of them is different, and so a part of the doctor does die. It's just very sad to think about when you think about all the doctors, you know. Is it it like, I mean, there's so many franchises, I'll, I'll steal one. Is it like the trill in Star Trek? You know, there's sort of these, uh, the symbionts who live inside the person, and the symbiont lives on forever, but you get new hosts. So if, if people who watch Star Trek, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, you had Jadzia Dax, and then you later had Ezri Dax. So is it the same person because the symbiont's the person, and then the host has new qualities or whatever, but with the Doctor, you know, what's the same? Is it just a memory? Is it a spirit? Is it a whatever? And then Yeah, I mean, it's the idea of regeneration as reincarnation. Mm-hmm. The soul being the, the kernel of who you are, that it's just the kernel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a small part, and the rest of it is built on something else. But we get a lot of prophecy in this episode, because the Ood have basically told the Doctor he's going to die, that his time is up, and he, of course... The doctor, the tenth doctor, has gotten the prior prophecy from the the woman in the earlier special. So there's a lot of build up, like I said, for the tenth doctor, kind of building up that he's going to leave. It's sort of not not the snap the ninth doctor got uh, again. And, and and I get it because David Tennant was sort of seen as the doctor. I mean, Chris Eccles. By that I just mean he did it longer. A just simply he did it longer. Um, but everyone sort of felt very comfortable with David Tennant as the doctor that he, you know, or at least you know in that time period. You know, he sort of was it. 
Yes. And so when he left, yeah. it's like, oh. Well, and again, because Christopher Eccleston was so brief in the new Who, so yeah, David Tennant is the one who establishes the series as, yes, it is back, it is continuing, it is strong. Um, and so people got to... And and I think it's the start of people very much falling in love with each new Doctor. You know, one of the things that I see over and over again as, as the Doctor regenerates on my Facebook is... Oh no, no, not the not this guy. We hate this guy. Not not Matt Smith. Matt Smith's never going to be David Tennant. And then 3 years later you're like, "No, we love Matt Smith. Not Peter Capaldi. No, I can't take it." And then 2 years later, "Oh no, not Peter Cap- Peter Capaldi can't leave." And so you have this, you know, this rise and fall of getting the opportunity to fall in love with each new doctor, even though change is always difficult for us humans. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, at the 10th doctor, again, his actual regeneration, we sort of got a delay effect, you know, with, with the ninth doctor, it was sort of a, a bit of a delay because he's sort of like, okay, I'm dying. Let me kind of... Let's talk about Barcelona. Yeah. Well, you know, he sort of built it up to it. But with the 10th doctor, <laughs> he sort of quote unquote died with the radiation poisoning. He held it in. Because he's like, first I have to go get my reward. and Yes, and this is where we get our going back to see right. everybody. And this, I mean, that is one of the good traditions of Doctor Who, that when you regenerate, even in the classic era, or usually, mm. there is usually, I'll strike usually, um, a flashback in some way or some form of all the prior companions. An acknowledgement of what has come before. And I thought this was a... Again, I felt it was, I don't, I'm not complaining. I loved it all, but it was a little bit, you know, like they're really stretching this for the 10th Doctor. But again, yes. I enjoyed it. I'm not complaining. I'm just Yeah. Like, well, by that time, they had stretched so much. I feel, I felt like, and it's difficult because I don't think it could have been done in one Christmas special, but I don't think it necessarily needed two either. It was about, you know, one and a half would have, would have done, done the job. <laughs> Um, but I did enjoy seeing now. Uh, Martha is my girl, so I don't really know if I like her marrying Mickey. But anyway, you got to see Martha and Mickey. You got to see, um, I can't remember her name, but the granddaughter from the John Smith episode, which I thought was sweet. You know, when he lost his memory and he was the professor with the kid from Love oh, right. Actually. Yes, yes, she's followed. written the book. Yeah. Right. And then you sort of have, and Donna was already in the episode, so you didn't really have to say goodbye to her. Yeah, you get to see Sarah Jane. Captain Jack. Oh yeah, I like that. His gift to Captain Jack is just getting him laid. But yeah, that's, that's but that that's the right gift for <laughs> Captain Jack. So know your that audience. works for me. Yeah, and then I did love the ending with Rose because I think I almost forgot that she was there because, of course, you have to go back to where you began, and just to have your Billy Piper come back for this. I mean, she has later um, in, this, in the franchise, but I thought that was very sweet to go back to the literally the very beginning. Yeah, and uh, like I say, that's that's what I enjoy about the franchise is that everybody comes back, even if it's just for this little cameo. Of course, the bigger, you know, the sort of behind the scenes with this, of course, is not only was it a new doctor, it's a new showrunner. So this is Russell B. Davies handing off to Stephen mm-hmm. Moffat. So this is sort of a literally, we can destroy everything. We're not going to have, the, you know, I mean, not that they couldn't. 
but we're not going to have the same companion like we did with you know the rose handoff from nine to ten. Yeah, not that I'm saying she's a person, a thing that can be handed off, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's sort of like reset, literally. Yeah. Um, and so, but what do you feel about you know the ninth Doctor? Sort of like you know it's a sacrifice. I'm going to cheap death here. I go by where the tenth Doctor is like I don't want to go. Yeah, that and of course it's possibly one of the most famous doctor moments is David Tennant saying, I don't want to go. And I think it's lovely. And I think again, it epitomizes each one is different, Mm -hmm. you know, and their various reactions. He's done it. He didn't want to do it. You know, it's a little bit, um, it's Christmas. So this is what's on my mind. You know, this, take this cup, uh, yes. you oh, know yes. that's a little more easter but okay uh, no i know but it's 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 still all jesus darling. <laughs> a different kind of regeneration yes and i think it possibly was a reaction even if it were subconsciously to christopher eccleston's get me the hell out of here right <laughs> kind of, you know well i think it was a little um pulling the heartstrings because with tenth article going like i don't want to go i'm like mm, david Tennant, you said you wanted to leave like, yeah <laughs> a little yeah. false modesty here of like oh yeah, guys they fired the me i really time. don't want to leave you no 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 <laughs> it, it can be a you know you make the choice to move on to other projects but you're still so in love with the character you're playing. And right. and I understand that. And so we get, and then this was a very explosive regeneration. I think it's obviously just yes. a, a new TARDIS set. But anyway, so it was sort of a big boom because uh, I guess maybe because he was reluctant. I don't know. I'm just creating a fan theory here. A reluctant regeneration. So it was a much more powerful release of regeneration energy. We get sort of the same effect. I guess that's sort of the new regeneration effect. Destroys the TARDIS more or less. And then we get shoot, 11th Doctor. I'm a girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crashing. Geronimo. And of course, now that brings us to... I will always remember when the Doctor was me. Good night. with the time of the doctor yes now this was a very interesting year because this is of course during the 50th anniversary year just prior to the time of the doctor we've had the day of the doctor which was the 50th anniversary special with 10 and 11 and war doctor and all that and so now we're go to another special or christmas special of the the time of the doctor with with uh, matt smith leaving us and um i'd say it's it's a different Kind of ending for a doctor that we've yeah, seen. Yeah, completely different. Well you've, well, you've still got Gallifrey causing all the problems. There's a there's a theme here. It's, yeah, those time lords will always come back to haunt Yeah, you. yeah. But you've got this opportunity to grow old. Mm-hmm. which And I, to stay put. And to stay put, yes. Even though, I don't know, is that what he wants? 
I mean, it is for this moment, I guess. But uh, I mean, because that's always sort of been, especially with, I mean, all of them. But I think the Eleventh Doctor has always pushed the theme that I'm always wandering, I'm always traveling. You always had like the the with especially with Amy and Rory. You know, when you had this couple and this married couple and these parents eventually. Mm. Um, but they sort of eventually represented like we do love traveling, but we do want to have a life. Um, and then, you know, sometimes near, near the end of their run, they try to split their real life with their doctor life. But, you know, the doctor coming to Christmas dinner, you know, all these different things. But, of course, he doesn't stay. And that's the story of the doctor. He never stays. Um, and so with this one, he finally stayed in one place. And has all those lovely children's drawings. And became Father Christmas, and apparently. Be- yeah, and mostly became Father Christmas. And, and that's really lovely. I like that a lot. And then, of course, it all goes tits up. Mm-hmm. Now he he, and again, you said it earlier he died of old age. We've only seen that one or two more times. Ostensibly, the first Doctor died of old age. I mean, I don't go too deep into it, but that yeah, seemed to have course. been at yeah. least the, the in-universe explanation, not the weak-fired Will Hartnell um, explanation. Um, but anyway, um, and so you know, the Doctor. I mean, it had been hundreds of years, and even in the eleventh uh, Doctor life. So I don't know exactly, I forget, I'm sure he said a number, I can't remember off the top of my head, 200 years, 300 years, something like yeah. that. And then, of course, we also hit against the mythos of the Doctor and Time Lords that this was his 13th regeneration, that he would actually die, that there would be no regeneration. It was only because of Clara pleading with the uh, crack in the wall to Gallifrey and the Time Lords to, to help the Doctor. I thought it was a confusing time. We won't go into the whole episode. It was a confusing plotline, I thought, about bring back Gallifrey and he has to say his name. And then he, I don't know, whatever. But anyway, about that, they, instead of, I guess, coming back, they sort of, quote unquote, sacrificed their chance to return after the destructive efforts of the 10th Doctor special <laughs> and just gave him a new regeneration cycle. Yeah. And was a very explosive regeneration, even more than 10s. Yes, hugely explosive. Yeah. And he uses it to destroy all of the bad guys and and things like that. I I liked the choice in terms of the Time Lords giving him another round of regeneration. As you say, it felt rushed. It was like they had this great idea. They knew they were running out of time, and they had this great idea of how to fix it, and so went ahead and sort of smushed it in. Mm -hmm. and, And now they've got, you know, many, many more to come but yeah it does confuse the issue because the the whole thing about the war doctor is that he wasn't really a doctor he was a fighter Mm -hmm. and so does he really count as one of the doctors and you know all of those sorts of weird timey-wimey issues now sort of the the mythos of regeneration that we see repeated here and and i guess we saw it earlier with the 10th doctor is that when the regeneration comes there's a bit of a reset with the 10th doctor he sort of after the battle, you know, after he quote unquote died with the, from the radiation, he sort of took off his scars and had a clean face. Yes. Here with the eleventh Doctor, he regenerates to his original appearance. You know, because we, I, I, I remember the first time watching it, I did feel like I was going to get fooled. Or, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I, they fooled me. Is what I'm trying to say is that you know because we saw the regeneration of eleven, you know, all the energy, and then we see the shoes walking in the clothes when Clara walks into the TARDIS, all the clothes are on the floor. So you think, oh, it's going to be new clothes, and you see these boots walking up. I thought it was just going to be the new Doctor, and just be, but they sort of tricked us. And oh, no, no, it's it's still eleven, and we're like, oh, I didn't know. And then they sort of Matt gives this lovely speech. I won't do it right now, but it is one of my favorite speeches from the Eleventh Doctor about who we are and change happens, and I'll always enjoy being the Doctor, but change has got to happen. So I think it's a very 
a good speech. I don't feel like Matt necessarily got the same treatment that David did about this big, long, we're saying goodbye. And that's not necessarily in a critical way, but that I think Matt was sort of giving, or the 11th Doctor, giving a speech to audiences because Matt and the 11th Doctor is beloved in, in by certain fans, I think, at this point. Because by this point, it had Doctor Who had really become popular in America. I mean, even more so, at, sort of at its peak. So Matt Smith is the American Doctor, well, whereas David Tennant was yeah. the... I, mean, I don't know if I would go that far, but I'm just saying that the, it was definitely a shock for the, a regeneration that had to be sort of... Matt is sort of course we'll see it in deep breath the next episode when we see matt smith again he's basically giving the fans hey changes happen it's good it's fine yeah roll with it yeah and then of course as you say he does have to come back and make that phone call and be like it's cool it's cool settle down it's fine y'all <laughs> i thought it was a little much but yeah there. <laughs> yeah a little bit too timey-wimey for me um but we get our first sort of snap regeneration I mean, again, we got a little bit with the ninth, but we don't sort of get the full quantum leap effect with the 11. We just get sort of the glowy hands and then snap, 12. Yeah. And he's got new kidneys and he doesn't like the color. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And here we are with Peter Capaldi. Yes. And I mean, I, I think it's interesting with, we have, this is the second time we've gotten a crashing doctor because from 10 to 11, mm-hmm. the 11 was crashing the TARDIS and then 11 to 12, uh, 12 was crashing the TARDIS and... I just have one question. Do you happen to know how to fly this thing? You know, do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh. But I think, interestingly enough, I think that that sets up the relationship between Clara and the 12th Doctor. Mm-hmm. Of him helping her. Yeah. Of her helping him, I mean. Oh, yeah, of her being, and, and it's one of the things that I didn't particularly like about that pairing. Loved Clara and the 11th Doctor did not like Clara and the Twelfth Doctor because she's the one who, she's not the companion. Sort of almost an equal instead of a... Or the rescuer much more. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't crazy about that dynamic between the two of them. Mm -hmm. And I suppose we should briefly, we mentioned it, but I guess just to hit all of our new who, we get in the 50th anniversary of the Day of the Doctor, we did get to see the War Doctor regeneration um, very subtly... It depends how good your eyes are. You can kind of see, I don't know if it's just a power of suggestion, some Chris Eccleson in that regeneration. Again, the war doctor, I guess, dying of old age. Running a bit thin. I forget if that's the exact line. You mm. know. Of course. And then we sort of get... Well, whether or not it's old age or necessity, mm-hmm. you know, when the war doctor wasn't needed anymore. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Um, so it wasn't about his age thinning him out. It was the need for the war doctor. I like that, yeah. And it's sort of an interesting, because when you have these multiple doctor specials, it's always dodgy, timey-wimey, but the way they explain it is that whenever there's a multi-doctor special, um, not that they call it that, um, that they're not, they don't remember, I guess, anything that happens. Because, of course, how do you explain if there was a prior doctor, then he would remember what the previous doctor, you know, blah, blah. But that the, the the ninth doctor will have no memory of what the war doctor did during the 50th. And so that he still has the guilt mm-hmm. of thinking he did push the moment of killing, you know, or, you know, whatever. Um, and so that's, that's an interesting thought about the war doctor that he, he sort of exists as this asterisk because he doesn't have a number, of course. And messes up the entire numbering from now on. But, yes. But, but, you know, sort of your standard. He and David Tennant with his two regenerations. Yes. Tennant. 
bloody tenant. Yes. So anyway, but any final thoughts about sort of the new Who regenerations we've seen so far? I think with we haven't really talked a whole lot about the Capaldi one because we did more in the previous episode. But I think he's going back to the tenant tenant of I don't want to go. Right. I don't want to go. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to stick my glowing hand in the. In snow. the snow and and fight and it's just not going to happen. Yeah, because the eleventh doctor was sort of resigned. You know, he'd mm. done everything he thought he could do. He was an old, 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 old time lord. You know, you know, screw it, Daleks, you win, I guess. And he'd gotten more chance than he thought he was going to. Right. Because he didn't think he was going to regenerate up until the end, and so this is actually a new lease for him. Mm-hmm. To an extent, but yeah, uh, Peter Capaldi's doctor is definitely throwing a temper tantrum about the whole thing. Shall we move on to Into the TARDIS Library, darling? This is this is your specialty. Yes, we are going to be talking very briefly about The Deadly Assassin, uh, which was a serial that first appeared on October 30th, 1976. It was a four-serial special starring the fourth Doctor. And I really couldn't find a good synopsis, so I'll do a very brief one off the top of my head, so this should be fun. The fourth Doctor receives a psychic uh, warning that the president of Gallifrey, of the Time Lords, will be assassinated. And so he journeys to Gallifrey to prevent it, and unknowingly becomes the suspect of being the assassin. And so through the help of some other Time Lords, he tries to convince that he is in fact not the assassin. It is eventually discovered that a blackened, scorched, injured master and another mysterious Time Lord are responsible and the fourth Doctor must uh, try and fight and defeat this mysterious Time Lord in this mysterious zone and we'll see if they survive. And the reason I really chose this was because this is the first time we hear of the 13th limit on regenerations. And another part of this storyline is that the master is trying, the, the whole reasoning other than him just, you know, always trying to rule the world or the universe, because the master was trying to steal the Eye of Harmony, which was sort of hidden by Rassilon, sort of this great power source, um, that he would sort of, that the master was at the end of his regenerations, that was, and that sort of would reset him. Um, oh, and of course, uh, at by the end of the serial, ups and downs, we, we think the master is killed when he sort of falls, you know, into the eye, see him at the end, his TARDIS disappears. So and, then does this also set us up for the idea that you can get another set of regenerations? Yeah, that it really, it's just... Even though it doesn't necessarily hit, it doesn't necessarily land at this point that that's an option, the fact that the master gets it. Right. Yeah, and so, I mean, that is interesting. I mean, if we're going to go back into the canon, like, can I really, you know, we don't really know the 13 regenerations or the 12, I guess, if you're going to be technical, regenerations of the Master, because we've only seen, and this is off the top of my head, so I'm probably going to be wrong, one, two, three Masters in the Classic Era. I'm probably wrong on that, folks. Feel free to write me in. But Send him ugly letters. <laughs> so it's it is interesting, if whether in, you know, audio dramas and, and elsewhere, we kind of fill in those other 12 or 13 Masters before, mm. you know, this quote-unquote cheat of him maybe getting more regenerations. Um, well, and then later a her, of course. But, of course, we go back to the Time Lords. Gallifrey, you know, the continuing plot. And I thought it was interesting. I know you, you may not have found it as much so, but... I thought it was interesting in as much as that 
in the new who we get the doctor always looking back to Gallifrey and remembering them great but when we see them they're not that great and yeah so, like I thought the the time lords that we saw in um the deadly assassin you know some were good some were great I mean they ended up being that the person he was trying to defeat goth believe his name was um was sort of a corrupt politician time lord yeah. he was trying to be the next president well and we see the not so nice time lords in the five doctors as well right. don't we mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think that that's always the looking back on your past with rose-colored glasses mm. and then and the tenth doctor says that at, on his last episode that you know i you know when winfred or Wilfred always says, you know, I thought you said they were the good guys. He's like, well, that's how I choose to remember them. Mm. I, th- I thought it was interesting. The Deadly Assassins, of course, is the only ep- uh, serial that has no companion at all for the Doctor. Uh, well, at least the first one. Um, I guess you could argue there's some other ones. I mean, you could argue that the Time Lords he sort of uh, re- recruits are sort of his de facto companions, but Tom Baker sort of on his own in this in this serial. Back to Gallifrey. Um, and I, I think one thing we thought was interesting is that there are a lot of Time Lords that do get uh, killed in this episode and we wondered uh who's gonna be president next and also why don't they regenerate oh yeah <laughs> there was a cute little moment where uh the doctor sees a former classmate or something of his and the classmate's like something i forget like you know did you know did you change your face or something like that and you know doctor said a few times or something but yeah anyway i, I did also like that there are some references to the second doctor because the uh, the second doctor was put on trial and had a forced regeneration to the third doctor and so when he co- the fourth doctor's coming to gallifrey they're like oh this is the guy that got in trouble and you know and the one who got exiled and all that stuff so i thought it was sort of even though it'd been several years since the second and third doctor that we still had sort of that canon that's the you know doctor who doesn't always 100 percent, but they do try to respect the canon yeah yeah and when they don't it's all about the timey-wimey so exactly. uh they they have their own sort of built-in leeway. Darling, if folks want to talk to you about your thoughts about regeneration, about the Time Lords, maybe Time Ladies, where can they reach you? We are so excited about the Time Ladies. Uh, they can reach me on Twitter at one Phoenix Theater. And where can they reach you, darling? Uh, they, you want to talk about snap regenerations or very long goodbyes? They can find me at NC Public Servant on Twitter. So, my wife, what are we going to be talking about next episode? Next episode, we are going to be talking about... Oh, of course, we're going to be talking about the Christmas special, which we're very excited about. Uh, Are we going to watch it tomorrow? Uh, Only if you're very good. Yes! I will be very good. We're going to watch it tomorrow. Hooray! And of course, we will also be watching it in the movie theater, but we will probably record before we see it in the movie theater. Um, But we hope you all are having a happy and merry Christmas special, and we look forward to talking about it then. So until then, you are my favorite person to spend the holidays in in all of time and space, Jessica. Aww, say, I told you it was going to last for forever. This is BBC Television.